ladies and gentlemen, we are unaffected by the Writers Guild of America strike. So Two Noobs Talking is here for you. Heck yeah. On episode 136 with me Ooh. over here is uh, the jalapeno John Tracy. <laughs> over here is Marshmallow Matt Craig. There you go. I am saturated Steve Murray, gentlemen. <laughs> John, welcome back. We're so glad to have you back. Even though we're back to our normal format. How were, how are things? Yeah, things are great. Good job last week, by the way. I want to say that, Appreciate you know, that. in front of everybody. I enjoyed the episode. I, thank, you for the, thank you for the time off. Uh, it, it was, you know, much needed. I haven't great. had an episode off in a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Thank you for patronizing us. Matt, <laughs> how are you this fine, beautiful day, sir? Oh, man, what a change in the weather. Oh, my gosh, it's been absolutely fantastically beautiful. And uh, the rain is gone, the cold weather. I was still wearing hoodies. Like, that was crazy this week. I was just like, what the heck is going on here? But now it's gone and the sun is out. It's beautiful. And, oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Happy Cinco de Mayo plus one. How about that? There you go. The time of this recording. Right, right. All right. Well, before we get started, I just want to talk about the bus temperament. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh oh yeah <laughs> the Boston <laughs> the Boston oh, Bruins man. who had the best regular season record in NHL history <laughs> mm-hmm. can we say series lead <laughs> Don't I love it? <laughs> they lost to the Florida Panthers in seven. <laughs> love it, love it. And, and you know, here's the best part. Here's the best part. They don't have a first round pick this year. They don't have a first round pick next year. They don't have a second round pick this year. They don't oh, have a man. second round pick next year. And they don't have a second round pick in 2025. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Their difference, their goal difference was plus 120. Yeah. Eight. 128 and plus plus, uh, in the goal difference there. Man, that certainly would suck to be them this morning. That's for sure. I loved it too. It was a bunch of shot and fire. It's fantastic. You got to love it. Got to love it. But I digress. (laughs) We move on to Uh, our uh, over 40 segment and fun fact brought to you by W Energy Drinks. Visit W.GG. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Pick your favorite flavor. Enter the promo code 2NoobsTalking, T-O-O-N-O-O-B-S, talking, not stalking. And you'll get 10% off your order. John, what is your fun fact? Because we, I did one last week, but you always do them much better. No, no, that's not true. I loved your fun fact. <laughs> I actually ran and told my wife as soon as uh, as soon as I heard your fun fact. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I didn't know this. <laughs> you need to know this." <laughs> Which got me thinking. I was as I was watching your fun fact. I'd like to just type random things in Google and to see what pops up. And this this day was: Do snails have teeth? That was what I asked. Interesting. For. And this is what I got back. Hmm. A snail okay. teeth are arranged around their around its tongue. A garden snail has about fourteen thousand teeth, while other species wow. have over twenty thousand teeth. Oh my god! I was like, "Well, that's damn interesting." But then this I caught would... my eye. But that's not even the most shocking part. Okay. So the aquatic snail, which is called a limpet has mm-hmm. the strongest known biological material on Earth. Really? It's even stronger than titanium. That's a, a wow. aquatic snail's teeth are like it. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I That's didn't know wild. any of that. So there's no. my fun fact. This, um, <laughs> this scarily puts me in mind of when we had the ant close-up of its face. Yes. Um. <laughs> I think we want to avoid at all costs a close-up of a snail's face. Can't even imagine 20,000 teeth. That's crazy. Or if a snail is grown to the size of some dinosaurs, we'd be screwed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, you'd run for the hills. They would take over the world. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. uh, I think we ought to start making hockey sticks out of this limp biscuits uh yes. material. <laughs> that yes. way they all break. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, to your uh, over 40 rant, what's what's uh, up your craw this week? Yeah, well, this one's pretty straightforward, and we were talking about this in pre-production, guys. Um, changing tires and the lug nuts. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, to be perfectly honest, guys, um, you know, I recently had a flat tire. This was a couple months ago. I actually was driving into the office to print me all invoices sounds like fun but as i'm going in i go over a pothole unfortunately and bam the tire starts to go down and it's like oh great okay so i gotta pull off the side of the road and luckily i made it into a parking lot uh with the tires and everything so i get there and i am trying and i mean like with the force of you know all i could muster to try and remove one of the five lug nuts that I have to get off my car. It was not happening. It just did not work. And so I'm sitting there kind of going like, what the heck do I have to? So I had to call, you know, a tow truck. And that took like another two, three hours. You mean you don't regularly carry around one of those, uh, you know, <laughs> things? No, no. And the air compressor that goes with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it makes me wonder like, you know, why i mean i understand like the uh like i have a wheel lock lug nut and i think that wasn't going to come off either unless i i mean i had that you know that particular part that went along with it but i mean for crying out loud why do they have to make it so damn tight that's my question i don't quite understand that at all it's crazy well i have the tried and true technique where you put the the uh the wrench on the nut parallel and then you proceed to jump on it with all of your body yes. weight. That that <laughs> tends to help to, to get it a little bit repeatedly. repeatedly. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah, I think I I did try that for like maybe about five minutes, and you know, sweat pouring down the face. I was like, this ain't working. You know, it's like it used to just come. It didn't used to come off. You'd have to like give it a little uh, like that. You know, just a little bit of a, a tug, and it would come off. But. These NASCAR, you know, wannabes that are in these, <laughs> like, like Jiffy Lube and tires. I mean, really? Like, wh why? Why do you have to do it like this? No, you know, let's make it easier for the common man to change a tire. Why do we have to go to AAA in order to get the tire? You know, give me a break. It sounds like a Crazy. conspiracy to make AAA money. That's uh, there you go. Yeah, perhaps that's I would agree way. with that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll get into tires a little later. So that's some foreshadowing there. You guys are getting really good at that. Foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> but but speaking of things that don't make sense, we're going to head into topic one. Um, oh, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of weird things coming out of this Business Insider article titled AOC and Matt Gates introduce a bipartisan bill. What? Say what? These two? What? Uh, the there, bill there's no way they talked. <laughs> <laughs> the bill to ban Congress members from trading individual stocks. Wow. So in a rare show of bipartisanship uh, in Washington, D.C. last Tuesday, Democrat AOC and Republican Matt Gates introduced a bill that would ban congressional lawmakers from trading stocks. The Bipartisan Restoring Faith in Government Act, or the Burferga, would prohibit Congress <laughs> members and their spouses and any dependents from trading individual stocks. Lawmakers trading stocks has come under intensifying scrutiny in recent years, as some Congress members have made timely trades in certain stocks that they may have had direct influence over or access to insensitive information as a result of the various committees they serve on. John's girlfriend, Democrat Representative Nancy Pelosi, and her husband, Paul Pelosi, does Paul know about you two? I don't know. Have don't long know. been scrutinized for the extensive stock trading done by Paul. Uh, some other trades have raised eyebrows in recent years, including former Senator Richard Burr selling as much as $1.7 million in stock on February 13th, 2020, after he was briefed on the threat of the COVID-19 virus. 
Oh, Recently, God. some members sold bank stocks during the initial collapse of Silicon Valley Bank in March. Mm. Matt, um, putting aside who proposed this, which, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> issue, go on. Um, yeah. Does this sound like a good idea to you? Yes, it should have been done probably 50 years ago, maybe. It's finally now come along for the Congress to, yo, oh, wait a minute. We really shouldn't be doing this in front of the American people. You think? My skepticism, though, still remains intact because it came out of AOC's mouth and Matt Gates's pen. I'm sorry. I'm just a little skeptical of both. I want to see details of this bill as a result of this. I want to see like all the way straight down i you know from a top down all the way you know all the way down to page 976,854 however long this bill and 22 is. and yeah <laughs> with an addendum of 22 additional addendums i want to see this bill in full and i you know i want really honest to god i want those folks prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law if it is written in this bill i want it done i you know it's ridiculous for members of Congress to have that insight and the foreknowledge, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is totally unethical. Um, and they should be let go. Like, they should immediately resign. Honest to God. And I'm not just being political here. They ultimately should resign uh, if they are caught. No question about it. Do, um, they should... do regular insider trading laws not apply to members of Congress? I don't understand no. why the need for uh, this specific... Two de- uh, the, the bill in 2012, um, I believe, gave them to right to do to trade stocks, and all they had to do was report it. It didn't. It didn't put a stopgap on where they got their information. That's what this bill does. Is you can't. You just can't do it. Um, it's not. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very. Bad. It's a very bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To allow these people to make more money than we pay them. They get a salary from the, U- the United States citizens, and that should be what their salary is. Mm-hmm. Well, the bill yeah, would prevent congressional lawmakers and their spouses and dependents from trading individual stocks. If the bill passed, they would have 90 days to either divest the stocks or place the assets in a qualified blind trust in which they'd have no control over what stocks are bought or sold in the account. Hmm. Instead of owning individual stocks, Congress members would be allowed to buy and sell baskets of stocks via mutual funds or ETFs, as well as treasury securities. Hmm. John, does that go far enough for you? Yeah, that's absolutely fine because you're not controlling. You can't control. I do it with my 401k. I have no control over my 401k. It gets traded, it gets none. moved around, it gets none. Other than what I contribute in and what the company contributes, it goes into a blind fund that is just, it bounces around. They go this way, they go that way. I don't know what stocks I'm trading. I, it's completely blind and that's well, the way I want it. I don't, I don't, don't I, even I, know. You don't even know the fund it's in? No, I know. I, I The way it's done with me is it's in a blind fund. So they can do whatever they want. I give them I give them the ability to trade it the way they want to. I don't want to know I don't want to know the specifics. I don't want to know that I went right. this way and I went that way. I just want to know was it a good return or is it a bad return? Like right, and are right. you changing are you changing a path? Right. That I understand that, but you are able to pick which blind fund it goes yes. to, right? Okay. Yeah, you you give it, you give, what they're saying is the blind fund is basically you give a financial advisor the ability to make decisions for you. And you're not seeing what those decisions are. You're not, I'm not like, hey, I want to do this and I want to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm just, it's over there and and that dude's doing the work and I'm perfectly okay with that. I get that. Mine... I, you know, I presented a number of funds to pick from. I happen mm-hmm. to put mine into a target retirement year fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's and, but I picked that fund. And yes. Whoever's yeah. managing I did, it. Managed. I did. I did too. I, I said I want it. I want to put X amount of dollars in and I want it to go this long and I'm looking for this kind of money. Yes. Yeah. But okay. towards the in, individual stocks, I have no clue. And that's the yeah. way I'm okay with them having that because you don't you have any idea. You just log on to the website. I'm sure, 
you log on the website, they, you're doing well or you're not doing so well, either or. Right. Um, depend, don't check it. My advice to everybody is do not check your 401k weekly or monthly. Do no, it every six no. months. <laughs> do it every six months. That's my biggest I, yeah. advice. I say annually, but that's just me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, do you think this goes far enough with what you heard? Um, yeah, I think so, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, it addresses a huge ethical problem that's going on currently in Congress, but, uh, for sure. But again, like I said before, we're talking about an avowed socialist in AOC and a right-wing lunatic in Mount Gates. I am not... I am very skeptical, let's just say, uh, in regards to this. I want to make sure that this bill doesn't have any little socialist socialist <laughs> nonsense in it, and I don't want to see any right-wing lunacy in it as well. And, I mean, I appreciate the fact that they're working together to <laughs> solve a common problem in Congress, but this should have been done years ago. The fact that it's happening now is like, well, good for you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very skeptical. I just, I want to see this, like, all the way straight through. And it, it applies across both parties. If one is guilty, you know, it's like that, it has to follow through. There is no, you know, there isn't like anybody, oh, okay, well, we're just going to let this person, you know, slide by. No, you know, none of that right. stuff. And that's where I'm skeptical right now of the bill, particularly in regards to both of these two authors. You know, it's like, I get it. Time will tell. I'll just put it that way. I'm um, still confused why. I mean, if you work for a company and yeah. you know something's going to happen and then you trade all your stock knowing that's going to happen and then yeah. it happens and the stock plummets and you mm -hmm. made a lot, bunch of money. Is it the is it the FTC that comes after you? I think so. Yeah. Uh, is the yeah, FTC? it'll be the Federal Trade Commission. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Federal Trade Commission yeah. comes after you for insider trading. Yeah. Why are congressional leaders somehow exempted from that i don't yeah I don't, that makes no sense to me yeah i agreed steve i think it's and again it's been a long problem with with the congress really it's like rules for thee but not for me you know that kind of a deal and and that's that has to stop that just absolutely has to stop um you know you cannot just because you get elected to an office there's a high degree of responsibility and if this bill addresses it, great. You know, I mean, that I'm all for that. Like I said before, <laughs> I'm skeptical. Right. Um, John, you know, why, don't, why don't you uh, explain for the people out there who may not understand what, what, what this is trying to fix? Um, <sighs> I know you, you've, you've, you've been bugged <laughs> about this for a while. <sighs> I love your size, John. It's so great. Can we look at... <laughs> Can we just look at Nancy Pelosi's mansion or Joe Biden's mansion or AOC's mansion or they, they Gates all, mansion? Ted Cruz has a huge plot of land yeah. in Texas. Um, yeah. Not that he's not a congressman, but uh, just they make a lot of money off the American people and they have for. Obama was was big on this. <laughs> the Obama administration was big on this, helping out his buddies in uh, in Congress and the Senate. Because um, in reality, this is something that a president would um, push for or veto that 2012 that said you, you pretty much can do it said pretty much you could do anything in the stock market as long as it's reported to the American people. Yeah. That's the gist of that one in 2012. That probably should have been shot down. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah, is agree. this is kind of the conundrum we're in now. You're looking at Trump is a Trump is a businessman, not a politician for 50, 60 years and he has houses all over the place. My question to that is not not being a Trump supporter at all. He's a businessman mm -hmm. that has made a lot of shady deals and done a lot of things has a mm -hmm. lot of houses. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's been a politician for 50 years. His houses look similar. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it raises a question. It, it, it does. It absolutely raises a question. It, and yeah. I mean, he's been, I mean, he's been in politics forever. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly so that, that's, that's, obviously. that's, that's my question with everything with, with having they're of course they're trying to fix something 
they're trying to fix something that's a huge problem. But the awareness of looking at it, like these politicians for decades have been making money off the books. Yeah. Was it Dick? Was it Dick Cheney, vice president? And then he um, instantly after the presidency of Bush was over, he was on like six boards Halliburton being one of them. I was just like, going to say Halliburton. Like he was, was like yeah. sitting on, he was sitting on like five or six boards. Like the next day, you you didn't call the vice president. Like you did that all in. You all did that all at eight a.m. on a Monday right afterward, like January seventh. That was all hammered down, and this dude was sitting on six to seven boards. Like that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's 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 BS to think that they're not. They weren't trying to pull. So any yeah. any bringing light to it or any attempt, I'm okay with. Do I think this one's? I think they're gonna probably revisit this mm-hmm. um, in a couple mm-hmm. years because it's not gonna meet the right standards that they're trying to reach. But hey, a for effort. I mean, you're trying, and it's bipartisan, which is <laughs> that is very rare <laughs> these days. Given, yes, given that it has but. to be passed by the self-indulgent wieners here, yes. what's the likelihood <laughs> of it actually passing? Hmm. That's tough. Well, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good chance of passing, Steve, to be honest. I, oh. I think it's a big hot-button issue, no question, uh, in Washington. And people are rightly pissed off about it. Um, you know, do I see... It would be interesting to see who votes no. That would be my <laughs> question in regards to this. Because if it's voting no, then that tells me either they're either guilty or they don't like what's in the bill. It's either mm-hmm. one of the two. Now the scapegoat is, well, I don't like what's in the bill, right? You know, in that regard. So, and they do that. So all I the time think it the, has a you know, ch- yeah, thousand so I, pages. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it has a chance of passing, but again, I'm skeptical. I, I want to see it. Like I said before, I, I just don't trust the two authors. They have the right players in the game, though. They with AOC and Getz. They Do have, they? They have the Freedom Caucus. They have the 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 radical left. We know McCarthy bows to both of them, so that's going to help. <laughs> and you just got to put basically you're 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 down to old farts and idiots. They just got to get the support <laughs> from those, and they should they should run this this bill should run pretty quickly through. I would think so too. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, I'm blanking on a on a good transitional phrase. So we're just going to move to topic two. Oh, there you Don't go. give me that face. Uh. If you were here, I'd punch it. <laughs> John, we were on our best behavior. We I were. I know. You. Um, we, apparently, you gave an instruction not to fight. And yes. <laughs> well, I try. I try. I don't remember that particular. <laughs> <laughs> well, for next time, I won't give that. I will not give that instruction next time, and we'll see what happens on, on live. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will not be there next week. <laughs> we might need to cut this out because we don't want we don't want anything <laughs> popping up in court for Steve if he uh, gets a white break. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Remember what you Fair said enough. on the podcast, Mr. Mary? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Your Honor, I don't. Uh, but speaking of fighting, topic two, hockey. And specifically, uh, Snoop Dogg is in on a, um, a a group that is looking to purchase the Ottawa Senators. Look at that. Um, we don't have a specific article on this, but what uh, what piqued our interest was Snoop appeared on a show with uh, Stephen A. Smith. See, it all <laughs> together. My Excuse Boston, me. Um, my, my Boston <laughs> Bruin uh, little thing was, was yeah. him doing the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, so he appeared on Stephen A.'s show to talk about the you know his uh, interest in buying the Senators and some of the other things which I think were more interesting um, as part of what he's doing. Uh, and Matt's going to remember in post-production to post a clip or not a, a link to the video there you uh, go. so you can watch it yourself. But uh, in, in the video, Snoop says that the plan that we have is also to go and build a Snoop Youth Hockey League outside of Canada yes. so kids in urban communities can learn about hockey, can play the sport and find ways to get into this great thing that's called hockey. 
Right now, the NBA and NHL are having some great playoff games, and the kids need to know that there is an option to play hockey if you look like me. Now, this is not Snoop's first rodeo when it comes to youth leagues. Apparently, he founded the Snoop Youth Football League yes, he did. in 2005, which apparently has sent over 20,000 kids to Division One programs. Uh, and apparently, number two overall pick this year, C.J. Stroud, uh, was mm-hmm. part of the Snoop Youth uh, Football League. That's so, awesome. John, you uh, you shared my interest. What um, what excited you about what Snoop had to say regarding hockey? Uh, literally, because of the football program that he got involved in, like that thing was awesome. I remember ESPN running a couple documentaries about that. He. It, the man is a businessman. Like, yeah. like he, he's not even a, like Jay-Z said, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. This <laughs> dude, this, everything he touches has thought, smart, funding, everything he touches just is, you just want to be on that train. And if he wants to be a part of the Ottawa Centers and he wants to promote youth hockey to an urban environment guess what that's gonna happen yeah. I, 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 he's, he's he is so good at what he does that you when he got involved in football they all oh well, he, all he does is smoke pot and he, it's the espn take he doesn't know anything about anything yeah he knows he knows about everything and he did a better job than than the NFL, the NHL street hockey, or the NFL flag football, or or the baseball, the the, the run the bases, the the punt, passing Pass kick, kick that kick. made me get the one person out of all seven things I just talked about. He actually <laughs> look how many people he put in the Division One. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm I'm I can't wait. I'm a fan. So yeah. I think the one thing, too, John, to what you just said, I think the passion that he has for hockey, too, is huge. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, in all the things you said, yeah, he, there's the business acumen. He knows what what's going on. I, I think I even remember, like, when he was trying to buy, was thinking about buying Twitter, and he had a humorous take about it. But you <laughs> knew, like, he was passionate about it, too. Like, there was, some, there was something there behind it. And he has been a huge NHL fan, huge fan Big of time. the league of the Stanley Cup playoffs, of everything. And by the way, those Cup playoffs are terrific, especially since Boston <coughs> uh, choked <laughs> in that regard. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and and the fact that he's willing to give back, that, I love that too. That's like, that's so important. We, we all have played the game really from like our early 20s all the way up into our 40s. And now we're finding ourselves... Steve, especially, you know, what he talked about last week, he's coaching the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all know, like my buddy, Steve Rowe, he's now coaching the next generation of hockey players that are out there. And it's great. I mean, that's what it's all about, just continuing that legacy of hockey going forward. And Snoop can do it, especially in Ottawa, where they've had a horrible, they had a horrible owner up there. I mean, they were almost like getting ready to move. They were that bad. Um, if he could come in there and buy them all for it, man, bring it, let's do it. Well, uh, another great quote from this video. Um, he said, we're watching the great work that is done in these communities that were gang riddled, that had single parents that were sort of poverty stricken, but now through football and sports, we find a way to become more family, more organized and to find ways to do things. Yeah. So I'm saying if we were to bring another sport such as hockey, which is on TV and they can see it. Now these kids can learn to play the sport. They can understand that this is another way out. You don't have to play football or basketball or baseball. Here's another option. Mm. Uh, I think that I think that's very true. I think one of the problems with hockey has been all along the expense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak to that personally. Having a child playing it, it is it is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the let's not even get into the the fees to play in the leagues and the ice oh, time. Wow. But which is another ice time is another issue is, you know, when you're talking about playing basketball or soccer, for example, all you need is a ball and a place to bounce it or kick it. Yeah. Which can be found anywhere. Hockey is a little bit tougher because you got to find ice. Yeah. Which is, can be tough and tough. Um, Yeah. But the equipment Mm -hmm. is also very expensive. 
Mm-hmm. And as the kid grows, you know, I can I can buy a pair of shin pads and they'll last me 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. because I'm done growing. I, it's, yeah. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen to him. I buy a pair of shin pads for my son. Two years, he's probably going to need a new pair because he's grown yep. six inches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, you know, the, the, the places like Played Against Sports, the places where you could get used equipment for cheap mm-hmm. just aren't as prevalent as they used to be when no. we were younger. I mean, we would go there all the time yep. to find all stuff. All the time. Yeah. Funny, funny it's hard stories. to do. Funny story, Steve. I was in San Antonio the other day, and I was I was making a right onto a street to get onto the freeway. There was a play against sports to my left, and the shock, wow. like the shock and <laughs> all of me seeing that sign, yeah. like, I was like, "What the?" <laughs> like, <laughs> seen one of these in twenty years. Like they are crazy. still alive. Crazy. Yeah, they are still alive. It's great. Yeah. Well, when when uh, when my brother came up. Um, a few years ago when we played the last uh, Alex mm-hmm. tribute game, uh, mm-hmm. he needed some equipment to participate. And I believe he found a play it again in North nice. Carolina. Nice. He was able to procure some equipment. Nice. But, but they're hard to find. And so the, the yes. expense of the sport has been kind of a gatekeeper yeah. and why you, it, you know, kids in the types of communities that Snoop is referring to, that's one of the reasons it's hard to get into because yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to find the equipment. It's hard, and it's hard to to get the time. But if he's going into this, you know, where he's going to be providing equipment for kids, locations for them to play, I think it's great. I mean, the the Ed Snyder uh, Hockey Foundation here in yeah. Philadelphia does something very similar, and that's been a very successful program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually played against one of their teams, and we got crushed because they. Very good and oh, very God. well coached. Right. Yeah. Very um, organized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were very, very well put together. Yeah, there you um, go. they 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 knew what they were doing. They were a very well coached team. Um, but if Snoop's going to do something similar, I think all for it, and I think it's great yeah. not only for those kids but great for the game. No doubt. Yes. Um, yes. You know, the hockey has struggled to to gain in in popularity. We're not one of those people who likes to keep people out of the mm-hmm. fandom uh which i know is is something a lot of people complain about we tend to be we want more people involved because it's more fun when you have more people yeah it's it and it, it's just only because of the fact that it the physical and mental exercises you get just from playing the sport is huge it's massive it's you know you get cardiovascular you get mental you know, acuity and all that kind of stuff to kind of figure out, okay, where's someone go? And anticipation is huge. And if you're able to translate that, the more, you know, and think about how that would be going on a go forward basis. If you're able to apply just the ability to think ahead, that's huge. That's huge in the sport of hockey in that regard. Um, and then also reactive, you know, in that regard, how do you stop somebody from, you know, making moves and things along those lines? So yeah, all for it, all for it. I, I, I love the fact that he, that Snoop has has a, has an interest in our sport and an interest in hockey. It's that's that says a lot. You know, he has a tremendous amount of cachet in in this in the uh, pop culture world and 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 also in the sport of uh, hockey and baseball and football. I, I think it's just awesome. I think it's awesome he's doing this. Now, problem I see is, and John, I believe, corrected me. The group that Snoop is part of trying to purchase the Ottawa Senators is different from another group apparently yes that there involves are more ryan than, reynolds trying to yeah. buy the team and he so he's he got just, some stiff competition yeah, yeah. ryan, ryan reynolds, reynolds i believe is canadian cat- right yes and he just yeah. cashed in his uh his mint mobile uh, uh t-mobile bought his cellular company for a a, a billion b with a, a B, billion. like yep. over a billion. Yeah. Yes. So he has plenty of cash sitting around. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't find out a lot about Ryan Reynolds' group. The only article I saw was Ryan Reynolds was interested. I'm sure there's hopefully they're together and it's just the media being stupid. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem like they are connected right now. But you know, you know the media. Uh, oh, yeah. it'll happen and then all of a sudden all the names will come out and you'll be like so we were just duped the whole time um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting I'm rooting for Snoop that's all I have to say about it the, the ownership yeah. group with Snoop in it I'm for <laughs> Amen. yeah 
Good luck. And if, if that doesn't work out, I'm sure the Arizona Coyotes will be up for sale at some point. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Please get in this game. There. <laughs> yes. Hopefully before they're folded. Yeah. Well, for you thinkers out there, topic number three. Free thinkers at that. Mm, free thinkers. And this is this is an older article, but it checks out. There you go. Uh, Matt brought us one for the weird file. <laughs> Hairless tires get their... <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry>. Airless <laughs> tires. Airless <laughs> tires get their public test drives. This is, uh, I believe, October 2021. Mm. Yes, uh, this first came out, but it's it's uh, very interesting. Um, so we thought we'd bring it to your attention. Hopefully, um, it'll come to fruition soon, so Matt doesn't have to change his tire. Anymore. Oh, there you go. True. Yeah. French manufacturer Michelin. Wait, French. Yeah. I thought Mich- I, th- I don't know for some reason I thought Michelin was in Michigan. Nope. Uh, anyway, French manufacturer Michelin is hoping these tires will be on your car, Matt's car specifically. Absolutely, Michelin's. Airless tires have been in the works for over a decade. Their mm-hmm. unusual design, they look a bit like toy car wheels, and Matt's going to put a picture up in post-production. Right I'm signaling Matt to, uh, <laughs> for you to drop the second card. Got it. Um, <laughs> these air tires drew some stares at an auto show, but overall passengers seemed pleased with the new technology. Uh, the technical and scientific communications director, Cyril Roger, said in a release, it was an exceptional experience for us. Mm. And our greatest satisfaction came at the end of the demonstration when our passengers, who were admittedly a little wary at first, said they felt no difference compared with conventional tires. Amazing. Why it matters, the company considers the tires dubbed UPTIS, which stands for Unique Puncture-Proof Tire System. Mm. An important step on the road to sustainability. As the name suggests, the airless tires don't puncture, so they should last longer, which means less tires will need to be produced, helping limit waste. Michelin claims millions of tires end up in landfills early because of puncture damage. Mm -hmm. There, they are joined by legions of more tires that are simply too old and worn out. Disposed tires can become fire hazards, releasing gases, heavy metals, and oil into the environment. The U.S. alone produced over 260 million scrapped tires in 2019. Wow. Michelin also believes the airless tires will lead to safer, worry-free driving as road conditions will be less damaging to the tires. Mm -hmm. Uh, This has the knock-on effect of lower costs for vehicle fleets like buses or rental cars as well. John? Mm -hmm. Goodyear announced this past July that the Jacksonville Transportation Authority will be piloting the company's own version of an airless tire on the JTA's fleet autonomous vehicles matt you uh located this article as old as it may be what uh piqued your interest here the design of the tire for sure and the fact that it is going to hopefully save in the amount of landfills um that these you know that the previous tires would be you know were encompassing i guess you could say in that regard but i actually just pulled it up um the discounttire.com blog is thinking that these should roll out in 2024 so not that far off mm-hmm. uh in that regard gents i think it's tremendous technology and uh, and the fact that that a high tire you know one of the top manufacturing tire manufacturers in the in the entire world michelin is saying no difference customers are reporting absolutely no difference between a regular tire and this one that's encouraging that's incredibly encouraging news um and the fact that, you know, if it's airless, that's the one thing that I love about it, because I, I mean, it's not just the punctures, but how often do we get like your TP, your, your tire pressure monitoring system going off the TPMS system going off? Oh, if yeah. you have a low tire pressure and it's like, oh, great. Now I got to find the nearest you know gas station to, to get, you know, air. And w- OK, now I've got a leak in the back of the now where I go. You know, it happens enough to me that I have a little mini pump. Mm-hmm. That if I if before I leave the house, yep. If I'm low, I'm just gonna, you know, fill it up. Yeah. Before I go, and and the fact that these tires are now essentially taking that out of the equation, all for it, all for it. I love this technology, and I hope it 
takes off next year. I, I would love to see it in the marketplace on that regard. So according to the article, how they're made, uh, mm-hmm. drivers at the auto show reported not noticing a difference between airless tires and the conventional ones. But feeling aside, the airless tires are designed quite differently, as you can see in the picture that we put up. Uh, air is like a big part of how your car tires work. Uptis combines an aluminum wheel with a special tire, in quotes, around it, mm. made with a plastic matrix laced with and reinforced by glass fibers. This outer tire is designed to be flexible while strong enough to support the car. The airless tires can also be adjusted to change their performance. Stiffness can be changed to impact how the car feels while braking, cornering, or accelerating, while holes punched in the tires can help reduce the likelihood of sliding dangerously in the rain. John, do you like the sound of these things? I do. I have a couple questions, though. Uh, Is the Michelin man going to change his uh, frumpy look to more of an aerodynamic look? I'm hoping. Uh, That's my first question. No. My he's going to lose some weight. Yes. <laughs> I, I would hope because he's not full of air anymore. He's exactly. going to be full of yeah. glass particles, apparently. Um, <laughs> my one big question that I haven't been able to really find, and, and trust me, I wasn't researching really deep. Mm. Um, I'm hoping if they're going airless, they're going to be able to have some kind of recycle program to where they can use uh, the tires, instead of putting them in a landfill, they can use them to produce these because mm. it seems like um, it seems like it's very much like a retread or something you would get. You you can get a retread tire. Um, you don't have to buy a new tire all the time. Mm. I'm hoping they have some kind of plan for that. The mm. industry, I'm not just saying Michelin. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that the industry can convert this in a in a in a way that makes sense because if you're just going to bring the airless tire out and put it on all the new vehicles, this is very much like the battery. This is very much like everything else. Like, mm-hmm. so you're just going to throw away all the tires and oh, we, we just made something new. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. Um, like I said, I didn't do a lot of research, but that's like the first thought that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I, I hope well, they have- it does say it says it's a plastic matrix reinforced by glass fibers, which sounds to me like these tires themselves would be recyclable. Mm-hmm. But I don't, uh, and maybe I'm mis- if I'm misunderstanding you, correct me. I-, I don't think it sounds like they could take current tires. That's what I'm saying. Use like that material, and yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. I yeah. need I need a program or something that at least gives me hope by 2035 that not every single tire on the planet right now is in yeah. the landfill. I need yeah. some kind of like and well, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a great plan. Just give me you have an idea something. of like what you're gonna do with them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you know for me, I don't think I would rush out and put these on my car. I would probably no. wait for the end of life of my current tires before switching. Yes. Agreed. Yes. So I, I I would be s- skeptical that everybody you are far them. more sensible than most of <laughs> that's what I'm just that's, well that's up for debate that's very true that's Illinois Smith debate. 2024 no it's not it's not really uh, no yeah valid so, concern yeah valid concern Steve absolutely yeah I think you're right end of life is a huge and the cycle of it is is huge you've got to be able to you know try and put both of those two things together see how that would work in the marketplace yeah I would agree. But, but but then what it is going to do is it's going to put the Wawa air stations out of business. Yeah. Well, I mean, their hoagies uh, are fine, so it's you know not that big of a deal. I can, I can speak for most gas stations. They don't give a crap about their air stations. <laughs> I, that's why I usually end up at Wawa, because Wawa takes better care of them. Gas stations, yes. you pull in, it's 50-50 if it works or not. Yes. Exactly. At least Wawa's, it's, most of the time, it's working. Yeah, and it's free it's too. It's usually occupied. It's free, but it's yeah. usually occupied. That's occupied. That's the other problem. Yes. You gotta wait. Yeah, exactly. And now for topic four, I've brought out some more set decoration for our, our Boston Bruin fans. <laughs> For our audio listeners, what you're seeing, or, or actually what you're not seeing, is a Florida Panthers jersey over Steve's right shoulder. 
just to stick it to the Boston even more. Love it. <laughs> oh, and they're, as of the recording, they're up two games to none on Toronto, which is the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. So. Real quick, do you think Florida has a chance? I mean, it's probably going to be Florida, Carolina in the Eastern Final. Look so it looks it. so far. Yeah. They got a shot, maybe against. I'm Carolina? not betting. I'm, I'm not. I'm not betting against yeah. them. Uh, if they if they get rid of Toronto two. quickly, I'm not betting against them at all. They, I'm, they I'm, certainly have Team of Destiny written all over them now. Hundred really percent on the bandwagon. This is like '94 <laughs> with more talent. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> like, this is, this is kind mm-hmm. of the feel I have. It's like it's it's the yeah. ra- it's the rat team, but they're not. They're just better. <laughs> but they're not. They're yeah. just better than everybody else. Yeah, they got they got some real good play, like Duclair, and they have like I mean Nick Cousins, but Matthew Kachuk has just been phenomenal yep. in this playoff run. Phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget they got Barkov as the captain. He's uh, yeah, he's and Bob player. and Nett. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. they have Bob and Nett. Yeah, crying out loud. There you yeah. go. Well, we'll see. I think Carolina has a. Uh, a stiffer forecheck than the two than Boston or yes. Toronto, so yeah, they'd be getting a little bit of their own medicine. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll see. Good luck to good luck to the Panthers. We're we're pulling for you here. Certainly sucks to be Boston, that's for sure. Oh, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. doesn't it? We're not going to oh, talk yeah. about the Sixers though. No, um, <laughs> we're the Phillies right now playing Boston. No, well, yeah. right, <laughs> except for that, except for that knucklehead who decided to fall into the Boston bullpen. Yikes! What an idiot. Yikes. What an yeah. idiot. Yeah, well. I was so Let's confused. Do that. Like, yeah. I was so it, confused because I turned it on when he was already in. Um yeah. <laughs> so I missed the Schwarber whatever that was. It was like, why is the game delayed? And I'm like all over <laughs> Twitter trying to figure out like why are we staring at the turns out yeah. somebody just Well, when you look at that railing. Yeah. It, it is, takes effort to fall over that. Yeah, you, oh, it's it not did. an easy thing. You gotta, you gotta jump. You gotta jump. <laughs> I remember, I remember the world. Yeah, it was the World Series. Me and my dad were standing right there. It mm. was the Game Five of the World Series, and we were standing there because uh, Price was warming up. And I don't know if you ever heard him in a bullpen when he was that young oh my god that ball made a sound that yeah. not normal people can make when they throw a ball and me and my dad were watching it because we're geez, like where is he getting the energy like, yeah. to, to make that <laughs> ball make that sound when it hits the glove yeah. right there is where that guy fell like you have to oh, okay you need like a boost you need like a buddy with a with with a hit right. like you need to run jump like there needs to be like three or four people in bob how do you fall over yeah. <laughs> like, apparently he was reaching for a ball that had landed in the um flower bed right there oh, oh so he's okay. just so he's just dead ass over boxers out like like disrespecting yeah, everything ass over tea kettle <laughs> yeah. yeah yes I hope he's okay, but God. (laughs) Yeah, like, dude, come on. Yeah. Speaking of fools, our fourth topic comes from the New York Post. There you go. Fools. Um, And the article is about some fools, apparently. Mm -hmm. I love my hack to stop reclining plane seats, but is it unethical? Hmm. Uh, This one could be unexplained, P L A N E, a bull. Oh, uh, New York Post uh, with your silly nice. puns. Uh, Good job. A TikToker user that oh boy. Right there, is sparking mm-hmm. debate after they posted an unethical life hack about what to do when someone is reclining their seat in front of you on a plane. The video has reached 2 million views. When you are on a flight and the person in front of you reclines their seat all the way and leaves you no room, turn on the air conditioner above you on full blast and point it at the top head however although this may be a tip you can fly away with it drew mixed reactions from viewers with commenters debating the general etiquette about whether or not you should even recline your seat in the first place give me a break Uh, one person commented people that complain about the seats that recline are the worst kind of people (laughs) the seats are so uncomfortable everyone should collectively recline another agreed a plus (laughs) Someone else chimed in. Yeah, I'm not sitting upright for my 10-hour flight. LMAO, the seat reclines for a reason. 
a plus plus plus. However, others pointed out that it's not acceptable to recline your seat and that they would want to try out this hack. One person said, never going to recline. I just think the person behind me is un. No, let me do that again. Never going to recline. I just think the person behind me is uncomfortable enough already. I can sit up a couple of inches and give them some breathing room. John, what the hell? <laughs> this over 40 rant brought to you by John Tracy. <laughs> really? Folks. You're turning, you're, you're turning, you're turning on the air conditioner. What? Like I wear a hat backwards uh, <laughs> on a plate what are you doing to me <laughs> like, oh god my sixers hat is cold <laughs> i'm gonna run away like these are just these are idiot uh, people that do not travel all the time that's what no. this is this is this is a community now of people that have been on an airplane four times and they're like this is uncomfortable no shit <laughs> try doing it try doing it every other week for about a for about a year or two, or some people travel nonstop yeah. all the time. Tra- follow those people. Watch that etiquette of a of a of a, a man or a woman, a businesswoman that get on. They mind their own friggin' business. They put their they put their stuff away. They're not assholes. Follow them. They know the etiquette of of flying and do that. Don't do yeah. stupid shit like uh, if he reclines his seat, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the air. It's like, are you kidding? That me? wouldn't even work for the dude that I sat in front of fucking four years ago. He was like seven foot five. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> Give him a fucking butt massage? <laughs> like, the dude is up there. Like, yeah. If he wants to recline his seat, bro, you've got room. I'm yeah. I'm not taking up that much room. You've got room. Come on back. Like, yeah. Can I buy you a drink because you're seven foot five and you're on an airplane? I feel yeah. more bad for you than I do anybody else. Yeah. Oh Idiots. Matt, uh, do you concur? I assume you do, having flown uh, for long periods to the Netherlands in your lifetime. I would say so. Yeah, I think it's a much ado about nothing. To be perfectly honest, I think we all know like recline seats on an airplane only go back just a little bit we're not talking like we're leaning all the way back you know we're like in a lounge chair this is not an airplane yeah exactly yeah it's it's more like it's more like this you know you're kind of just you know you're not come on like do we have to like what are we doing what exactly are we doing on gotta make a video i mean I, i guess Got to be a douche on TikTok. I'll give you an example. I'm outraged. I'm going to go film a TikTok. (laughs) My first flight to the Netherlands, and Steve brought it up, my first flight to the Netherlands, I'm in the very far back of the first section of the coach, basically. So we're Mm -hmm. talking maybe about 20, 22 rows back, and I'm stuck in the middle. So I'm right up against that final row where you can't, you cannot lean back. I mean, you're up against it. And that was seven and a half hours flying. Mm. You had, and I had no room to move. None. Those seats sucked and those seats should be outlawed from any plane. (laughs) Yes. You know, in that regard, that's ridiculous. Um, That was my first. And thankfully, last flight in those rows uh, when I made those transcontinental flights before. But it's much ado about nothing. It's like, I mean... Be courteous. Be courteous to your fellow passengers when you're there. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole when you lean back all the way and you're trying to figure if you could go back further. I mean, come on, really? I mean, it's like it's break that the thing. kneecaps of this person. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like what you pointed out, these seats can't do that. No, no. I don't know what no. the hell plane this guy is traveling on that he's like, oh, it's uncomfortable. I, you know, I could sit so up. I'll a couple get my of measure of revenge. I'll blast the AC, which only like streams like what, like nothing. I mean, it's virtually nothing. nothing. I don't. I need that usually when I'm traveling because I get hot on the plane. I need yes. the air conditioning. Yes. I don't get enough out of it as it is. Exactly. How the hell is it going to annoy the person in front of me? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. No, it's it's. 
I, I, I could go on, but yeah, I, I understand. I understand the complaints when, when people do stupid shit, like you know, they take their shoes off and they plop their feet up on somebody else's armrests. Yeah, yeah that's that's ridiculous. They should be thrown off an airplane. Yeah. Uh, the people, the people who throw their overhead luggage like over row ten when they're sitting in row twenty. Yeah, that's they try ridiculous. Stuff it in the, uh, the uh, right. apartment, and you know that it's like not legal for them to do that. Like it's really hard to get it in there, and they ended up like wasting time trying to do it. Yeah, Forget that. yeah. The people, the people too. who carry on way more than they know they're allowed to carry on. That's the yeah. kind of stuff you should be complaining about. Seat reclining, come on. Yeah. yeah, I I I cannot imagine a scenario where a reclined airplane seat is causing you that much uncomfortableness yeah like seriously i wouldn't if, I, I've never if, it's, if it's a kid if it's a kid in the seat going like this you know back and forth <laughs> okay yeah that would get annoying but if it's somebody puts the seat back and just reclines and relaxes yeah are they really that much in your space no come on yeah not the way they're designed reclined. yeah not the way the no. uh the airplanes are designed at all <laughs> not in your yeah. space no and i i flew to japan uh, I was fortunate enough that we were able to fly business class where the seat lays down completely flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were spaced out to allow for that. I wasn't encroaching yeah. on anybody else's seat. Yeah. But in like in coach, the reclining is not. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's it's very small. Yeah. <sighs> this, people are just tools. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if anything, that recline really in coach, I, I think maybe if I had to measure it, probably be like maybe six inches. Maybe I'd be surprised if it was that. Yeah. If yeah. That. Yeah. If that. Yeah. I'm mean, just like, see yeah, how kind of spitballing, but I'm thinking like maybe six and under to be honest. Right. Guys, right. Really, right. Six and under. And the, the really funny part about that is when the, is when the flight attendants are walking up and down the aisle, like yeah. before landing or takeoff, we're like, could you please, you know, pull your seat up? Could you please put like, your seat up in the upright position, please? Yes. Uh, okay, so so <laughs> going so this is safe. Not safe. This is yep. not safe. Not safe. That safe. is correct, sir. Not safe. I, <laughs> you know, you know what happened? Why those rules are in place? Because there was a tray table up at a reclined position, and someone broke their nose and sued sued <laughs> one airline. And all of a sudden, now it, it happened in the seventies when you could smoke on the plane, and probably someone was smoking a doobie. Oh God, I can't even imagine back, that. Oh. Right, and the uh, turbulence hit, and someone smashed their nose and sued for a million dollars. Now there's this ridiculous, dumbass rule that makes no sense. Yeah. That's what oh happened. Blame the 70s. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, one time I got a seat um, and we were right up against the bulkhead. And I thought, oh, oh this man. is this is great. Nobody's yeah. in front of me. Yeah. Yep. Um, it'll be awesome. I'll have a I'll have a little extra leg room. Yep. Not thinking, oh shit, you got nowhere to under a seat to put your yep. stuff. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the trade. There's no overhead space. You get screwed. You get screwed. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm the one I like to travel, especially if I'm only gone for like a day or two. Mm. I like to just pack a duffel bag. Yeah. So I don't yeah. have to put anything in the overhead. I don't have to check anything. I just throw yep. the duffel bag under the seat travel in front light. of me and I'm good. Travel light. That doesn't yeah. work when you sit up against the bulkhead. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's the only downside to that. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully this guy will get his comeuppance <laughs> in this life or the next. You never know. <laughs> with, that, with that, we close this wonderful episode of Two News Talking. John, it was great to have you back. Yeah, bud. Anything uh, anything to say before we leave the folks for next week? Or uh, are you guys just going to zip it? Go Sixers. Uh, <laughs> go Phillies, too. Well, yeah, for both. Um, I guess the people of Boston need it after the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, how about those Panthers, right? How about Team those Dusty, Panthers? I think for two teams, yeah. How about those Panthers? How about yeah. those Panthers? All right. Well, until next week, folks, that's two noobs talking, signing off and saying, Boston, go screw yourself.
Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Two Noobs Talking. Not only can you listen to our entire catalog here on YouTube, but you can also download us on your favorite podcast listening platforms, such as Apple, Google, and Samsung Podcasts, along with iHeartRadio and others. Have a great week, and we look forward to delivering another episode of Two Noobs Talking. Take care.